everybody. Welcome to our latest edition of The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics, and uh, as I always like to say, also the most diverse conservative podcast uh, in politics. Uh, your host is always Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for watching. Yes, we're here even on spring break for those of you with Sharon. Um, we uh, are uh, having a great time uh, this week. Uh, fortunately, some of us get some time off, some of us don't, but regardless, we wanted to continue to keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of news and politics and so this week of course no different for this show we appreciate you watching listening whenever wherever you may be doing so uh, don't forget if you would like to subscribe to the audio version of this show you can find us on just about any podcast platform uh, out there so uh, make sure to check out the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, odyssey and samsung podcast platforms uh, for the yard sign um, and if you'd like the video version to see our beautiful faces you can catch that on facebook and youtube uh and watch those videos as much as you want um thank you so much for joining us tonight as you can see we got a lot on the docket for today in terms of topics and uh, we've got a very special guest joining us today a first time guest that i'm very excited about so we'll get to our guest in just a moment let's go ahead and do a rundown of today's topics we're going to welcome back the goat and uh, if you don't know what uh, we're talking about, uh, well, that's quite a nice rock you've been living under. Uh, friends in low places. Joe Biden uh, is uh, going out there and looking for more oil, given that, uh, of course, he got us in bed with uh, the Russians. Uh, and uh, so we'll we'll pick that apart. Jesse, or as, uh, well, I'll let you say it later, uh, Juicy. <laughs> is not suicidal uh, <laughs> and uh well we'll talk about what exactly what that means the florida session ends yes that's right the legislature did its job uh, i think there's a couple of loose ends here so it'll get extended into this week but uh, pretty much uh, policy wise uh we are wrapped up in tallahassee we'll uh, talk about some of the 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 big issues to come out of uh, this year's legislative session in tampa city drama uh we have a resignation on the table from one of our cinema councilmen. We'll talk about why that is uh, coming up in just a bit. Don't forget, if you'd like to join us live on the show and you want to chime in on one of our topics, you can uh, join us on Clubhouse. We're broadcasting live right now. Search for The Yard Sign uh, is one, the name of the room. Or you can search for Johnny Torres and uh, follow me on there. I'll be more than happy to follow you back. Uh, in the meantime, hold on. I didn't start my... Uh timer here uh, how irresponsible of me we got to make sure we got to stay on task today so um let's go over to the big table for uh an introduction of tonight's uh, guest and my co-host as usual uh over there on the far left is the far right anibal david cabrera hello sir no, I, hello? I didn't. I didn't say you could talk yet. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> NASA, are you there? Houston, hello. No. Oh, okay. All right. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing uh, fabulous. I worked out this morning. I thought nice. that was really fun. I um, like it. The wife has the week off, so I have to pretend I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. I I, I love that uh, dichotomy when she's. We're not working, so she's at the house, and she still tries to hide all the packages that are arriving <laughs> from Amazon. Yeah. And we have our methods. <laughs> well, there, uh, uh, without further ado, is uh, our very special guest, a cornerstone uh, in what is Hillsborough County politics. Um, it, it, she is uh, one of the most, uh, I would say, influential and vocal figures uh, here locally, and uh, certainly has helped get elected more people than 
than I think you could probably count on a, on a, <laughs> a few hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and of course, uh, again, that is uh, no uh, that, that that is all the credit just uh, goes to our good friend Terry Castro joining us tonight. How are you, Terry? I'm fine, and I'm very excited. Thank you very much for for asking me to come on. Yeah, we're we're, we're incredibly excited to have you on because uh, you know this county better than anyone, um, and you've helped uh, an incredible amount of people get elected to office. So you've seen the highs and the lows, uh, and uh, we're we're gonna try to talk about them and kind of okay. mi- in a mix that into in between uh, all of our topics tonight, um, but. Uh, here locally, I mean, how long have you been involved in Hillsborough County politics uh, or politics in general? Wait, really? wait, better question. Was there a Del Mabry? Oh, you started oh, oh, oh my God. Now, that now is mean. I'm going to date myself. Well, now, Tara, you know, you know Del Mabry <laughs> stopped. Get up a little closer there to the table. Oh, okay. Yeah. Del yeah. Mabry stopped at at Bush. <laughs> at, at Bush, it did. It, <laughs> it did. I think stopped. that was a little bit before I got here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been, well, we've been in Tampa for 40 years. And um, we really, I really got into the political cycle or, or game, whatever you want to call it, uh, when Mark Sharp ran. Okay. Because he's. Hillsborough County Commissioner. Yes. Yep. He, he served with my husband out at Central Command. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. my husband just thought the world of him. Yeah. So when Mark resigned his commission and wanted to run, Robert says, we're going to, you know, we're going to help work for him. Sure. And then I met all the other people around, the Deborah Cox, Robin, you know, all right. of them, and just became involved in county politics. Well, and, and and again, even Mark still, you know, um, even though I don't think he lives here anymore, he's still very hands on in no, the community. He lives in Colorado, right? Still very hands on though uh, oh, yes. with what's happening here. Yeah, uh, still a very big advocate for trying to turn around the university area. Yes, um, yes. And uh, you know, he kind of made uh, transit, mass transit, that sort of thing, kind of a a big staple of his. Yes. You know, which uh, you know, again. The, it shows you a little bit of the political evolution too over time because you know that mm-hmm. wasn't really um, you know I mean he was a Republican and exactly you know and exactly. but he kind of claimed that mantle you know and and, and fought hard to get uh, you know more resources and more funds exactly. kind of put towards that and when they put together that coalition uh, Bush Gardens and and the the corporate and USF out there in in the east, you know, mm-hmm. to to revitalize the area. Well, I think Mark was the perfect man. Yeah, you know, and it's it's been that. a bit of a slow process. I mean, especially when you see, gosh, I mean, what's happened oh, yeah. with downtown and Vinick, and you know, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that exactly. on the other hand, I mean, the city basically handed him the keys, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and then it's kind of let him do whatever he wants. That's right. Um, but slowly but surely, we are seeing the impact that that you Mark has seeing. been talking about for so many years. When you when you go out to that area. Um, you can see mark differences. I mean, look look at the mall and what they're doing. Yeah, and the the new businesses that are being built out there, and the, just the changes made. Well, I mean, they are making a difference. Fowler looks uh, so different than it did even exactly. five years ago. Exactly. Um, and you're seeing a lot of new business and a lot of new yes. investment uh, coming into that area, which that area yes. sorely needs. Yes, you have, yeah. you can't see a mark difference. Mm-hmm. Takes a while, but yeah. He, he has really made a mark out there. Well, one of the things that, you know, we love about you is, is that, you know, you kind of have your crew 
uh, you know, the, yes, I do. your notorious yes. crew here that, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, if not for you guys, I mean, again, uh, a lot of things probably wouldn't get done um, or wouldn't have gotten done in over the last um, number of cycles, you know, well, handful of cycles, I would say. Yeah, it's been a combined effort. I mean, it's yeah. just not one person. Right. Uh, but when you have the clubs that you have in this county and the way they work together, you can accomplish a lot of things. We did accomplish a lot of things. Yeah, because, I mean, in and, many ways, yes. people often confuse. You guys, uh, unlike a lot of campaigns, you guys typically will open your own campaign office where you yes. you help all of the campaigns from yes. one singular office. Yes. And then people often think that's the official office. <laughs> people they, people well, think that's the headquarters. we can't use the word campaign now. You're going to get right. in trouble now. Yeah. Going to get her in trouble. Yes, we, yeah. <laughs> now, I was told you cannot use the word campaign. Okay. But you just satellite office satellite for the office, candidates, okay. you know. Right. Um, it's all volunteer. We were, The space is donated. Yeah. The candidates bring in their, their well, paraphernalia. And I mentioned that to make the point for people that are out there and are involved or want to get involved yes. and are thinking of how to – you don't need – an organization. No, you don't need an umbrella uh, group, you know, no. to tell you what to do or how to do it uh, because you and your core of friends, you know, and I'm talking about Becky and Robin and, exactly. and again, Debbie before, you know, she left us for the Trump administration. Exactly. I mean, you guys would open these offices, you know, and, and, and a lot of times you were up and running before the campaigns yes. had their own operations up and running before well, they even lot. got into the, into the County. You had <laughs> already right. opened up, especially for offices. the federal races. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, we, you know, a lot of the smaller campaigns, they can't afford an individual office yep. and look at how big Hillsborough County mm -hmm. is. It's mm. very, very difficult to cover the whole County. And when you have a satellite that you can post things or work out of, you know, it, it only helps them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not costing anybody really. It's not a big expense, you know, if, sure. if it's donated. And um, I think it, it helps. Everybody needs to meet all the candidates on the ballot. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can make that easier or if you can facilitate that in some way, I think it really helps. So, again, you've been so heavily involved. You've gotten to meet firsthand. I mean, literally greet, you know, handshake pictures <laughs> with so many candidates at every level. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking president on down. Mm -hmm. Who yes. has been your favorite candidate, I would say, ever? I know it's a tough question, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, my favorite candidate ever. Uh, now you are putting me on. The <laughs> Thanks, John. I'm going to put you on the record. <laughs> I think it has to be Gus Bilirakis. Really? Uh, that wow. man, that man is so gracious. Yeah. And Chad Cronister. Okay. All right. I like those. I yes. like those choices. Yeah. Terry uh, likes hugging Chad Cronister. <laughs> <laughs> Notice the no comment. I but I'm not going to. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, uh, it's un, it's not um, unspoken. It's unspoken, no. but uh, we have noticed that the shirt size changes depending <laughs> if it's a, a, a women's federation <laughs> event that he is going to attend. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and with that, we lose the support of the sheriff's office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Terry, real quick, uh, people in the comment section are asking about your brooch that you're wearing right now. Oh yeah. Oh my Desantis pin. Can you see it? <laughs> Can we, Glenn, uh, yeah, let's get that. Uh, let's see if we can get that in the close zoom. up can there. You, the, can or you not. see that? We could, we could there, we there, there we go. There you can go. see it there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he spoke at our, FF, our FFRW conference last a, weekend in right? Tallahassee. Yep. That man was on fire. 
Okay, but is it is it just me, or have you also witnessed the dramatic change from when he was elected two years ago in November and today? Yes. Big change. A big change. He has grown into this job. Yeah. And so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, He stood there and talked to us for, I think, about 40, 45 minutes. Not one note, not one card. Everything was just right there at, at, you know, his recall. Yep. Um, And it was almost like maybe it was the the knowing that Casey is cancer free now, Mm -hmm. like something had been lifted. Okay. You know, he was, he was animated. He was excited. And uh, he really got, he really got the ladies fired up. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt that he's good looking too. I mean, he's, well, it didn't help. He was I mean, there in boots and jeans. Oh. I mean, you know, they resist. Well, the DeSantis are a beautiful family. I mean, like, yes. you know, let's, uh, yes. you know, Again, and, it's, it's unreported, but the, the gene size changes. Oh, come on. <laughs> He was looking good, you know. There for a while, he was getting a little pudgy with oh, the uh-oh. sports coat, yeah, you know. Right. But he was he was lean and mean. That's because we're having to run around trying to take care of all those kids. <laughs> I know, I well, know. And that's actually the perfect lead-in, I think. Um, if we want to go ahead, and we'll remind people after the show as well. Um, you've got a big event coming up, big fundraiser luncheon yes. um, that we're actually going to be a part of as well. If you want to go ahead and just plug it really quick. Uh, District 6, the, the Federated Ladies from Hillsboro, Pasco, and Pinellas want, got together and wanted to do something for Ashley Moody. She's a hometown girl mm-hmm. from here in Hillsboro. Um, and I approached the Moody team. They were very excited about it. They said, why don't we come up with the um, Women Coalition for Ashley Moody? Mm. And they've been a big supporter of the event. We're going to do a luncheon on April the 8th at the Doubletree uh, on Cypress yep. Boulevard. Right. And um, we've already got uh, sponsors that are buying tables and tickets are flying out the door. If you haven't gotten yours yet, please get your ticket. If you need one, call me. All right. Yeah. And, and if you message us through so, any of our social yeah, media platforms. What I was we'll, actually about to do is yeah. to say that we're going to put the, the link on the bio on for the lunch oh, in the bio Thank you. Thank and we'll you. put it in the comment section. So if you want, it's, it's a great event. It's going to be a great cause. Yes. A lot of who's who uh, shows up to these events, they buy tickets, they buy um, tables, they buy seats. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, Johnny and I have actually ran this organiz this event before with the podcast. I know it's my hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> can't deal with it. Okay, I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the time. It's uh, drama. It's, <laughs> What's going on over there? I'm having a hair situation. Oh, I know. Yeah, you've I, been having a hair situation for like you, three weeks now. You know? Do yeah, you know? I tried to get you to the barbershop Boo-boo. last week. Boo- did you go to the barbershop? I didn't need to. Oh, yes, you do. I'm almost there. What is that woof that you have in the front? That's, that's how I style it. That's not style. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> well, my goodness. So yeah, we um, last time they had a federation event. Uh, we were there. We uh, we set up the yes. booth and everything. When you else. hosted the state convention, yes. and we had so much fun. Yeah, being out there, being able to talk to everyone because everyone who knows anyone goes to your events. Of course they do. And because they know yes. that everyone will be there yeah. and they need that's, to be seen. That's the strength of the Federated. Exactly. I mean, it's not because Terry Castro's throwing this event. That's eh, a big part. It's a, it's a pretty big part no, of it. No, no. This is the strength of the Federated because we're the heels on the ground. Right. 
for any campaign. Yeah. And they know that we're the volunteers and we're the ones that get out and really do the work. Well, and that's the thing, yeah, because a lot of people who, again, maybe have never gotten involved to the level that you have or we have uh, don't realize that even within the people that quote are quote unquote involved, yes. there's a still usually only a small percentage of people that actually do the work. Do the work. What? That actually, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm a <star>. No me digas. <laughs> And, and so, you know, again, going back to you opening offices, you know, and, and, and walking doors and making phone calls and, and, and finding other volunteers for these campaigns. Yes. And, and again, what I love is that you also don't pick a favorite, you know, you're, you're out there helping all, all Republican the candidates, candidates mm-hmm. um, you know, once we get into these general elections. Look, you've got to admire these people from putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, as well as I do, that's not easy. Right. You know, it's hard on your family, it's hard on you, it's hard on your health. Mm-hmm. And without the help and assistance of, you know, grassroots workers, hey, it yeah. wouldn't work. Right. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. We're excited oh, to uh, have too. you and and, and uh, get your thoughts on uh, the issues going on right now. Thank you. Uh, and again, Terry Castro, uh, part of the Republican Feder- uh, the Florida Federation of Republican Women. Yes. Um, and again, if you'd like to attend the Ashley Moody fundraiser, make sure you contact us uh, through any of our social media platforms, or and we'll be sure to get you in touch with her so you can purchase tickets for the upcoming event April 8th. April the 8th. April the 8th, okay. Friday. And that's going to be at the Double Tree right off of the interstate, right off of 275 yes. here in the West Shore Plaza District. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, bring back these um, uh, topics again. Thank you so much to everybody for watching. Got a few people hanging out in our clubhouse room as well. We'll get to them in just a minute. But, of course, we want to welcome back the GOAT. That's right, everybody. Big news uh, broke. Was it? Gosh, is it today? Today. Man, it was today. Uh, It already feels like it's been, you know, a couple days. Um, But uh, Tom Brady... Uh, kind of, uh, you know, pulling pulling the switch, uh, and uh, uh, or the the quarterback fake, I guess, um, you know, <laughs> and uh, announcing that he's coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for another season. Uh, it says he he just didn't feel that he was ready to be a spectator. You know, he was ready to be back in the uh, on the field and not in the stands, and so. I mean, gosh, uh, you know, where it's so exciting, you know, because again, this is someone who could have gone anywhere to play for any team he would have wanted. And the fact that he chose Tampa Bay, the fact that he is now chosen Tampa Bay for a second time. uh, And uh, we couldn't be more excited to, uh, because he also just represents uh, what is great about sports. Um, You know, there, you know, because you do have your, your, NFL players out there that cause a lot of trouble and and give a bad name to the sport and give a bad yes. name to themselves. Uh, but Tom Brady, you know, is somebody who, again, against all odds, you know, has never stopped working hard to become the greatest of all time. And it's it's not even just a label that's thrown around, um, you know, objectively. It's it's now pretty definitive that he may likely, most likely, will be the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll ever have another Tom Brady. Yeah, and it, how it lucky be, are we? It will be many years yeah. before you do. And how lucky are we to be in a position to have him here in town? Exactly. Um, uh, being, exactly. you know, from any standpoint, I mean, it's a, it's a win for the community because um, – whether you're a fan of the Buccaneers or whether you're somebody who wants to just witness the greatness that is Tom Brady. I'm sure people have traveled from all over the world to come and see him play. You can't uh, help but be a fan. Oh, yeah. If you were not a fan of the Bucks before, you become a fan. Right. Because of the excitement and what he brings 
to Tampa Bay. Well, and there's something special about watching someone excel at that level. Exactly. There's something so unique about watching. You know, it's like, again, I never paid attention a single day to the game of golf. But when Tiger Woods (laughs) came onto the scene, it was just like all of a sudden, if he's playing, I'm watching. Um, And... Uh, and, and and to his credit as well, he's going to go down as one of the greatest golfers of all time. Absolutely. And when he is playing, uh, you know, or when he was playing, uh, he, it was a spectacle to watch. I never watched a, an ounce of golf, but I would watch him. Yeah. There's something. There's like an it factor there. So, exactly. So we're incredibly excited to uh, welcome uh, Mr. Tom Brady and his family back to Tampa Bay for another season. Uh, of course, I'm sure that's why Gronk was kind of staying low, you know, and staying <laughs> quiet um, and well, all this because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're buddies. They're best friends. What do you think caused him to come back? Do I think, don't think he was really ready no. to retire. Yeah. No. Somebody talked him into it. Said, you know, you've accomplished all this. What more is there? I mean, uh, there uh, are reports. I won't say who these sources are from. <laughs> but the reports are saying that uh, after seven weeks at home, he realized how many children he had. <laughs> <laughs> he said, carpool? Why? Well, and those guys. How do you carpool at that echelon? <laughs> yeah. You send a car per, per, per kid? Well, I love all the memes that are coming out about it because one of my the, my favorite ones so far is, is that all it took was Giselle taking Tom to Whole Foods and Target on one Sunday, and he's like, "That's it, I'm going back to back to the field." Um, but uh, you know, again, it was it's one of these things where um, I they're they're used to being he has done this for so long now, you know, twenty plus years in the league. Um, they get used to a routine, you know, when certain months comes around, you start preparing when certain, and I think your body knows your body, your, your body's like ready to go and you're ready to jump right back in. Or you're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I can't, I can't. You know, it's so phenomenal that he's been and is still able to play at the level that he plays. Yeah. No, he's 42. Right. At 42, if I had that many bang-ups, I'd be in the hole. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and again, to, to the fact that he's still – it's not like he's still playing and he's still doing okay. I mean, he is still out there. He is still out a there. superstar. He is still out there, you know, just breaking records. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, and, and he is still w- one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is, which, uh, is, despite, which is amazing. Despite the fact that some of these quarterbacks and players that are not only on the Bucks but even on other teams are young enough to be his kid. They're young enough to That's be his. That's true. That's true. I'm, so, I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. I will say this, though. It's so true. Once the season starts, even if you're not playing, you still want to get back in condition, and you want to get back oh. into it all. I almost think of it like in political, in political terms. Like every two years, we know it's coming. We know that <laughs> yeah. come that second year, you get that one year off yeah, yeah, after right. the election and everyone gets upset because you're not having meetings. I'm like, why are we going to have a meeting? We just had an election. We ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't nothing to talk about. Everyone's yeah. either won or lost. And then come like four or five months after that, okay, let's get started. You know, And, and you then the new see, year, you run it into it. You can see in the clubs. Yeah. The, the membership, you know. Escalates goes up and down because if it's not an election year, why why am I here? For yeah. the drinks. Yeah. For the and if it's a free meal, hey, I'm there. What club you do know. you not give out free meals? I no, none that I know of. <laughs> don't uh, doesn't your club charge people like to eat to eat lunch? We don't charge, but they can they can eat at their yeah. off the menu. Yeah. 
All right. But, so, I can't. I again. Yeah. Every time Terry opens an office, it's like a spectacle. <laughs> there is balloons. Oh yeah. There are guests. There are it's speakers. It's a party. It's a party. It's a. It yeah. You get the Cuban. You get it's the Cuban. Fun. Um. The Cuban pizzas. I love that. Yeah. It, it comes every <laughs> single time. We do. We have oh the balloons. Gosh. We've got all the bric brac on the walls and the tables. And by the we way, just make it a place that people want to come to. <laughs> just a uh, quick shout out to all the Russians who can't have uh, any McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Corn syrup. Mm. So glad they brought back that high C orange. <laughs> oh, Talking man. about orange, how is the how is the uh, orange theory coming along? Oh, uh, I had to skip last week, oh. so I got to get back on the horse this mm. week. Uh-oh. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. You know, life gets in the way it, sometimes. It, life That's does true. get in the way. <laughs> but you know, I mentioned that. But you know. One of the things, you know, as we go ahead and, and kind of jump into today's topics, uh, I mean, real, on, on the fact that some of these companies are trying to make it seem as if they're taking the high road by pulling out of Russia, you know, is so ridiculous because, um, you know, they're basically using it as a PR opportunity, you know, to to seem yes, like they're are. doing this as as a favor, as a an anti-war, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a movement or statement, when in reality they're no longer able to continue doing their business like a McDonald's because of supply chain issues that have, that have basically been shut off from Russia. Exactly. You know? And so it's like, you're not kidding anybody. I mean, this isn't like all of a sudden, like you've kind of, you know, found Jesus and decided to, (laughs) to to be on the right side of this. You know, sometimes I I think part of it is show, look at the corporate structure. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of these, uh, entities their franchises. Yep. So what are they doing? They're just moving their corporate office. Oh, and I'm sure these oligarchs are probably yeah. heavily invested in those McDonald's oh, sure. franchises oh, yeah. in Russia. So it it's a good visual for for them. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm I moved out of Russia. What did you move? You moved an office. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know? Because these little well, they didn't have a choice. Are still open and right. And running as usual. Well, and they didn't have a choice, especially when, again, exactly. you know, their products are not locally sourced. You know, they're getting stuff from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so regardless, they were going to run out of products to sell because there's nothing coming in or out of Russia. Exactly. But anyhow. I, I don't know. I am so, I understand where you're coming from and I get it. Again, they're not doing it for, they're, they're not doing it to benefit the people of Russia or to be with the people of Ukraine. They're doing it because they can't process payments anymore. Hence why yeah, there's no point too, of right? having the business anymore open operated. Yeah. I will say this, the news that the current administration is starting to go to our, was it, what was it saying I, I said earlier? The friend of our enemy is not oh, our friend. Oh, don't get ahead of us. Don't, don't jump ahead in the topics. You, <laughs> oh my gosh, pull up the topics. I'm sorry, when did McDonald's get part of the topic? I thought we entered in the topic. Well, no, we well we were getting, okay, so friends in low places. All right. Friends wait, wait, I got to get the angle right. Okay, I'm good now. Oh my God. <laughs> So, yes, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that the Biden administration is now approaching, again, people that we have typically considered our enemies, uh, be it political or otherwise, um, and and now going into basically asking them to help supply us with the oil that the Russians were supplying us because of the EPA standards that he implemented here nationally and because of uh, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and all the other things that he did in year one. Um, now Biden says that didn't hurt. Yes, yeah. that, that that had no effect right. on the gas prices. Yes. Yeah, that's why the gas prices yeah. started to rise immediately um, after uh, he, you know he's exactly because that was an executive order. The Keystone Pipeline yep, was, it was day, day one. Day one. Yeah. Yes. Again, you uh, you keep on playing with the house's money. The house money. The house will eventually burn you. 
That's and right. him playing around with economic uh, energy exactly. policies is coming back to bite him in the rear. And now that's where we're at right now. And I, I love it. What's happening. It's again, it's going to yes. suck for people that can't, they're already living paycheck to paycheck. They're already living below the poverty level because them having a car and gas, that's expensive. How, how are senior citizens when you're on a fixed income, how are they supposed to incorporate inflation, gas prices, yeah. medical, Mm-hmm needs how are we supposed to absorb that right yeah when even just the slightest increase in the medication for instance exactly. i mean throws your whole budget out of whack exactly yeah and then you've got but the and, people and, and, that are not affected are the bidens right. and mm-hmm. the the upper echelon that that can afford most most anything at any time and have never been on a fixed budget yeah and now we're two times over what gas was when he took office exactly um exactly. And, and again, and, and you still have some senior citizens who are working, you know, and yes. rely and, and need to rely on that transportation to get them from A to B. Exactly. Um, and, and, and even still, I mean, we're coming off of a pandemic where people were forced to basically quit their jobs or lost their jobs because of a pandemic. And now you're putting them under even more debt because now because they're they the have incurred costs of course right. so they're coming in at an even higher disadvantage than they were before the before the uh, pandemic exactly we're just getting to a point that we can start building again and Boom. I mean, we forget because we were able to kind of get back up and running so quickly. You know, yes. I mean, everything Before shut down in March it. and then things started opening back up in May. But there are people that have still been locked down this whole time. There are cities and, and counties and uh, that are just coming out of this. Well, look at New York. What a mess New York is. It's only been a few months since they released their the mass requirements in New exactly. York City when it right. came to eating exactly. inside. Eating inside in December. Like that wasn't even a thing <laughs> this last two years. That's it's, insane. It still amazes me to to drive down a street and see a person sitting in their car alone with a mask on. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to get as far air. away. From, I want to get as far away from them as I can. Or our president walking along, yeah. along the front lawn, you know, by himself with a mask on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And, Why and is the, the president service, walking by himself? No, and the Secret <laughs> Service is telling him to go here, and he keeps walking <laughs> right. over here. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better because people then the White House is saying they're getting angry because they have we have all these leases on land and everything else. And that people are not going to not are not drilling in these places where they said they were going to drill. And people are like, why am I going to invest money during an administration that's already told me they don't want my industry to be a exactly. part of, of us anymore? So then what's the purpose of it? Oh, you're you're making too much money. I'm making too much money. I made no money. No money. What, a year ago or a year or two ago when oil went down to negative three dollars and no one talks it's that give and take and you can't yeah. expect people that have shareholders to be responsible for their employer employees to be responsible for um their company's livelihood to be responsible for and not expect them to say say look i get it you want me to drill more or i get it you want me to drill here but you're telling me you're going to destroy my industry so why am i going to invest billions yes. into this well that's exactly that's the big lie because they want to say oh well there's all these licenses out there to go out there and drill like why aren't people going out there and drilling well of course it's all the all the oh. environmental mm-hmm. um you know bureaucracy that they've put in that again that's trump true. rescinded mm-hmm. uh, which is true. why we were producing so so it, it's they lie basically to continue to cover up their own lies most of the small companies can't Afford mm-hmm. the EPA requirements, the the right. mandates that the yeah. the government has set on them because of the environmental 
Well, and that's why we're down to, you know, again, you know, especially in our agricultural industry, you know, you're down to maybe a handful of major corporations that can actually afford to operate in that space because they can't keep up with the regulations. They have they've essentially eliminated the small farmer Mm -hmm. um, thanks to these EPA regulations, thanks to, you know, all this, you know, uh, all these scare tactics of climate change, you know, and, 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 and look, ideally, right. Do you want the earth to be healthy? Do you want the earth to, you know, to, to, to continue to obviously have, have an extension of life as long as possible. Right. Well, of course. But the problem is, is that there are countries out there that are never going to adhere to any of this climate change policy. And they do and they say and they'll sign things and they'll tell you what they want to hear. But they're never going to do it. India's never going to do it. China's never going to do it. Russia's never going to do it. Nor should we expect them to. We had the luxury of industrializing over over 200 years. Right. Whereas some of these countries have had less than 30 years to do what needs to get done to be able to feed their own people. But it's the hypocrisy of, yes, let's, Germany's a perfect example. They are getting off of nuclear. They're getting off of all of their exactly. their, their power plants and everything else because they want to be green, even though they're building oil refinery plants to get oil out of Russia because, it, well, it's the Russians that are, are producing the oil. We are yep. not producing anything, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about the credits. That's all bullshit at right. the end of the day. And it just it, it shows the hypocrisy of it. Like They were showing what a pipeline looks like when it's completed, and then they show what a lithium mine looks like when it's when it's completed. Yes. And it's, those are just two different things yep. and your your desire to put again yes we should be good stewards of the planet and we should be looking for ways to become energy independent and to reduce the cost and we can we but can. we got it we, it had, was it trump was all of the above it everything was. all of, what why is that so difficult why do people get mad when you say all of the above well because you're trying to kill the earth exactly the majority of that state <laughs> of the union cool. address was basically everything that trump ran on in 20 uh in 20 16. Do you yeah. remember the State of the Union? I don't. There's nothing. Well, no. I remember we're how gonna, much how similar it was to the Trump to, to the Trump campaign. We're going to cure cancer. It was we're all about to go to the moon. Well, Every president. Well, it was about that. putting America first and and bringing yes. manufacturing back and being energy independent. And you know, it's like yeah, that's everything that Trump ran on. That's everything that Trump stood for and did in in, in his administration. Hence why the hence why the president had two rebuffs from the Democratic Party because they didn't like what he was going to say they and they did knew not it. Like, but old Nancy was sitting there. Oh, what was that? Oh about? my gosh, oh, that was weird. Her greedy little little self was <laughs> like, ah, ha, ha, this is you know. Look at like a lemur or some oh, sort of. I yeah, thought she, she was, was going to start a fire. That's what I thought she was doing. Well, what was Either that about? Starting because a fire. Start a fire. Well, and then she also like stood up at like the like the rain point in the speech and well, yeah when you're that old you have to make sure the blood is flowing so you got to get up she was gonna world. jump over and kiss him there a couple of times she was just like oh yes 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 <laughs> you know so you could probably see dollar signs is, you know wait, blowing in oh yeah so does joe biden do it for nancy pelosi I don't know what was going well, on. Well, it there. must because she was sure. <laughs> <laughs> she was nice, looking at him like, "Oh, nice, Joe, you're nice job teeing good. it up there." Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to know what medication that man is on that makes Cocaine. makes him think it is logical to beg Iran for more oil. Yeah. Uh, his well, it's oxygen Iran. tank is not on. That's it's, the problem. That's it. That's it. <laughs> They're talking to Venezuela, who again they have decimated their their oil industry because they privatized it all. They and, decimated the country, and, and and they have no idea how to run the oil industry. True. Um, and so and so it makes no sense whatsoever. And the problem is, is because again, 
all of this, all these EPA standards, all this climate change policy, it's all a shell yes. game. All they do is they move the pieces around so that they can get the numbers to where they like them and everybody in and, and the activists and everybody can hush and then, yeah. and, and they can move on and claim that they actually did something. And Al Gore can collect his carbon credits. That's right. From yeah. his from his private jet. Yes, from his private jet in his mansion and yeah. on the oceanfront in California. All right. Don't forget, we are streaming live on Clubhouse as well. We've got a few yeah. people hanging out. One of them, of course, is our good friend Hector Gonzalez. We're Hector go ahead and Gonzalez. Bring Hector into the program. You there, Hector? Let me see. Do we got it? Is it working? Mm-mm. Did we lose Hector? Yeah, I don't. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Let me see. The heck, are you there? All right. Um, all right, we'll see. Let me let me kind of work on that and we'll okay. figure it out. As we continue, as Johnny continues to do with the technical stuff, I will say this. I think it's a very amusing that we're entering a telenovela when it comes to the U.S. asking for something from Venezuela. <laughs> Honestly, this is as easily as a, as a telemundo as it could get. <laughs> Even if, and I, the South Americans are, they will, they will, they will bite the spoon <laughs> before they let any oil come out of there just to make someone look like an idiot, which is the same thing that, that uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE, the UAE is doing. They're not picking up. The administration says that they never called uh, the Saudi Arabia or the a, the, the Emirates, but mm-hmm. I they probably did. They're calling everyone to figure out where to get these are. additional ba- barrels. Of course they And again, are. how do you say that you're going to cut a Russian oil and not have a plan to like replace the 8% of oil that we're going to be losing. He didn't have a plan. No, there that's was no why plan. He's on his knees begging, you know, people that say death to America. I'm not going to oh, say, can I buy oil from not you? going yeah. anywhere near that no. comment of what areas Biden is kneeing on. <laughs> no, geez. Well, if he is, he probably couldn't get up. Anyway, so. <laughs> Terry, if I get on my knees, I'm not getting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh I get on my knees, I can't either. Look at that, two or three panels. Can't, if we're on knees, there's a problem. I'm already down. <laughs> I'm not Man, getting up. You two are perfectly situated there over at your table. You're in trouble. That's we trouble have one there. like minds over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time we do the HREC meetings, Terry and I are not allowed to sit next to each we other. Because oh, no. we keep on making comments. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We get, we get mm-hmm. trouble in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a choir. That's right. Row seven <laughs> on HRVC. It's so it's like bad. Black Church on Sunday. Coming oh. over and leering at us. Yeah, you can build beers. And he toss literally will be standing behind us. We're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Do you want to see my papers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have an American I have a blue passport. <laughs> he no. doesn't even believe Don't it. Give me stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Terry and I have more stamps oh. in our passports than he has. T- <laughs> and I'm gonna oh. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'd put my money on that. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you everybody for watching the Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Your host is always Johnny Torres. Anibal David Cabrera with me as always, and our special guest uh today terry castro from patriots for america uh one of our uh, beloved activists here in hillsborough county um and of course we're uh, getting through the news of the day here uh one of the issues that uh you know i'm appeasing an evil by even putting on the docket today but it's certainly amusing nonetheless is the uh 
final uh, verdict and outcome of the Jesse Smollett trial. You're uh, not saying where, his name correct. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Um, where he has uh, obviously been convicted of uh, a, a whole number of things, uh, including uh, perpetrating a hoax uh, involving law enforcement. And uh, he's going to be serving, is it 150 days Five in jail? Months. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. Mm -hmm. um, but what was really bizarre was that at the end of the, the the judge actually, I think, gave him an opportunity to speak. And he gets <laughs> up and he goes on this rant yes. about how he was innocent, which everybody knows he wasn't. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the evidence was pretty clear. And how... It should not be expected that anything should happen to him in jail, that if anything <laughs> happens to him in jail, he did not kill himself and that he would not be hurting himself in any way. He shape, did or not form. Epstein himself is what he said. And he, yeah. he's not. So met multiple I'm times. Wow. Multiple times. <laughs> you could hear it. On this yeah, side. I know. Sorry. Um, multiple times during the during the final parts of the trial, he kept on saying that he is not suicidal. He loves his life. He is not suicidal. I'm getting ready for the angle. There we go. He's not <laughs> suicidal. Blue steel. And so because of that, it just it became a huge issue. So he's going to be in jail for 150 days and then 30 months of probation. Uh, yeah, he well, doesn't I have to be in the city for the probation, but he does have to be. He does have to check in every single day. Uh, I am told that he's getting an organic uh, meal set for his meals. Oh, how nice. And that the water will probably be Evian. So we'll see what happens and what goes on. Uh, I hope well. and pray that they just put him in isolation and that he just chills out and he has just some Jesus time for the next six months <laughs> because I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I don't know what kind of prisons they are in, in Chicago. I can only imagine hearing from all the, the criminal mind. And it's not pretty. <laughs> it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. No. So we'll see what happens. Do I think he'll be he'll enjoy prison? No. Do I think he will, you know what? I'm they're going to give him a hard time. I mean, they're going to give him a hard time, but he'll be protected. He'll be yeah. in an area that's, he's, he's not going to be in general population. No. He's in and a psych ward right now in the jail site. Oh, yeah, of course. Anybody who's willing to. He still says he's innocent. Well, and anybody who's willing to put together what he put together, basically, to advance his career. I mean, again, you, you need therapy. You need years of therapy. Now, do you think they'll create an Academy Award for his acting? At the time, <laughs> they should. I mean, I mean, it was he, entertaining. He almost pulled it off. It was very what, what entertaining. What is that other award they give the Razzie <laughs> the, for the for the worst actor? Well, in 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 again, it was it was one of these things where his trajectory was already on the on on the, up the way up. up. I mean, he was being yeah. looked at kind of one of the next big young actors, now, you know. See, and then he I, went and I had read that they were going to cut him from Empire. There was the rumor, but again, I mean, overall, like his, his career was yeah. kind of going in the right direction. I mean, look how young I mean, he is. Right. Young, handsome, successful. I mean, yeah. he had it all going for him. Yeah. And, and you know, again, but it, it's, it's obviously an industry where, you know, I think oftentimes, you know, it's, it's the desperation gets in the way you Girl, know, of, of ambition. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, there is some delusion because they all go to, you know, they all go to New York. They all go to Hollywood, that's they, true. you know, with the intent of being famous, you know, with the goal of being famous. I mean, some, but you, some of them, that's all they want is to be famous. Are, they don't want to be actors. No. Acting is a byproduct. They just want to be famous. They just want to And be I think famous. that that's probably what his issue was. I mean, you have to I don't to think be, he wanted to be an actor. I think he just wanted to be famous. You I have to be a little delusional to think that it's mega country in the middle of Chicago. Like, 
downtown Chicago. Right. How many white people do you know in downtown Chicago wearing mega hats? In the middle of the snowstorm. At 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. Outside the subway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the subway thing. Well, and, and the fact that you couldn't have again, if you're in you know television, if you're in the in the film industry, you you would think that he would have done better casting. I mean, because exactly. I mean, <laughs> he cast two Nigerians to play white supremacists. I mean, you know, uh, uh, where is our poor little Mighty Duck? I don't know <gasps> what happened to him. He was so precious. Was he in Mighty Ducks? He was in Mighty Ducks. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank he you, Devon. Yes, he was. Thank really? you, Devon, for giving us that information. He was probably in Mighty Devin. Duck. Huh? It's probably Devin. Devin? I don't think it's Devon. Oh, I'm sorry. I've known this person for don't almost 20 years. Oh, okay. So I know exactly oh, right. how to say his name. Just, Do you even know the name of the person I'm talking about? No, it just, so I don't know. I've me. never met a Devon. You know I've met a Devin. <laughs> There's just things I've met many that Devins. need to happen in these organizations of prepping and everything else. And the fact that I can see the comp. Oh, hi, Hector. So Jesse Simone yeah. can only be explained with one word, sociopath. I'm trying to get a Hector on the show here. I don't know what's going on. Hector, just here. show up in the show. He's in up. the clubhouse thing, but um, for some reason we can't get his audio. And so uh, I got to keep tooling around oh, with this. Poor little Tink Tink. It's, yeah. it's just All amazing right. that the links that some people will go to for for glory, for fame, you know, yeah. or to enhance you know, I mean, well, I mean, Terry, we've seen people. Yeah, I was about to say, Terry, we know politicians have gone way, way beyond. Away. <laughs> way yeah. beyond. Well, we've seen arranged exactly. marriages. Except, you know, <gasps> we've seen. I wasn't going to go there. Oh Beards? God. What? Yeah. We've, you know, I we mean, almost attended changes, that wedding. You know, cha- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Address changes. changes. Right. Accepting <laughs> <Yeah>. checks. <laughs> Hypothetical. You should say nothing will ever surprise you, but somehow yeah. somebody comes up with something. Scoot up a little bit more. Get oh, a little closer to the mic. That does surprise you. Yeah. People want to hear from you. That's oh, right. Thank you, dear. I know they do. <laughs> oh, someone is not bashful. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we had kind yeah. of a similar situation here, although it was true. But you know, I mean, I think they 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 took the true part of it and then kind of stretched it out a little bit too far. You know, with the you know Russian uh, hitmen, you know, who were out to kill oh. candidates in a primary and et cetera, et cetera. There's a contract out on me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, me, 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 me. Oh, <clears throat> wow. wow. <laughs> I almost want to go down that road. <laughs> no, 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 I think no, I'm no, going to no. leave it alone. I'm going to no, leave it alone. Not no, going we, that. we have not signed the NDRs yeah. that are necessary <laughs> for that conversation. All right. Big shout out to Community Patriots, also uh, now a team member of this show. They are, uh, um, you know, they are going to be coming on board as a sponsor, yep. and uh, we're going to be uh, helping them to build that organization as well, especially as we get ready uh, for the midterm elections here. So, uh, be on the lookout for more information on Community Patriots coming up. Um, we have uh, uh, we're going to be integrating with them, and not only in promoting all the different events and opportunities they that they have for you to get involved, um, but also we'll be having some of them on the show, and we'll also be integrating with them, uh, even in some live events and that sort of thing going forward. So uh, excited for that! Hopefully, we'll be rolling that out officially next week. Uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and keep the show moving along as we t- uh, get back into more of a serious topic here as we bring it back to our lovely state of Florida. The Florida 
A legislative session just ended literally today. Um, I think they're 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 still kind of tying up some loose ends with the budget, uh, but all in all, it, uh, policy wise, legislatively, it, it seems like we're all done. Of course, um, everybody's still all up in arms over you know the bill uh, that and you know and, and they've done such a good job at, at just destroying the, the it in reputation that I can't even tell you what the bill's actually called, um, but oh. the one they call the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Which again has nothing to do with that. I don't whatsoever. even know the, na- the uh, official name of it yet. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, uh, so and, or Hector Otel. The, the bill up, is yeah. basic, just to make sure that you are not talking about sexual orientation while you're in elementary school. Exactly. Like, when did that become a thing that children are supposed to start taking sex ed classes before exactly. they're in sixth grade? This doesn't make any sense. Well, and the and argument- every study tells you that really those conversations and. Changes, if you want to go through that change, need to happen after you're finishing developing. Well, and this is the excuse, right? Because, you know, we've, we've, we've seen people that are against this bill say, well, this isn't even an issue. This is never, this hasn't even happened. There's, there hasn't even been an issue. You know, this isn't something, you know, that requires legislation because there haven't been any incidents of this take place. Well, and I, I go, well, first of all, from. do we have to wait for something exactly. to happen before we address it? Exactly. First of all, yeah, second of all, exactly. remember, like, I mean... In terms of like real sex ed, you know, I remember like Anibal and I, you know, because Anibal's a little bit yeah. younger than my, but I remember when even teaching sex ed in high school became like a major issue um, because I, mean, when I was in high school. They didn't even use the word sex. Right. Exactly. And, and so it started off as that they were just going to. It, 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 they, they were just going to cover. I don't feel comfortable it, having this conversation <laughs> with practically my abuela. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I, am, I am very uncomfortable. But it started out Can like a health pick, and science exactly, other you know, exactly. topic you know. to discuss. You know, before it, there was and, solar. And it, was just, it was just learning about your body. Yeah. You know, and then, oh, the pictures in the books were like, oh, oh right. my goodness. You know, and then it started it to very, evolve. A very and be- sheltered subject. Yeah. Uh, as, and as it should have been. Right. Because that is the subject that should come from the home. Exactly. You know, not not the teacher, not the school. Not, well, and my point, know. it was that, you know, when I was in high school. When were you in high school, Jonathan? About 24 years ago. Thank you. Um <laughs> It was it was already starting to get into some of the more sexual yes. you know a- elements of of intercourse you know yes. in, in in terms of you know it, it was no longer about science and health and that sort no. of thing um, and now they're even teaching it in some districts as young as middle school yes yeah, so, and some of the the materials in the school is very graphic and don't get me wrong there's a people over here is trying to keep it together. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong yes are there are kids becoming more sexually aggressive or, or experimental at a younger age. And I think, well, statistically, yes. Yes, yes. Right. But I think that's also because of what they've been exposed to in terms of media and what's out there, yes. you know, especially on social media. Um, <laughs> and so it's only inevitable that they're going to want to push this into elementary schools. Exactly. And that's what I think this addresses. And as you said, both even at the high school level, I think there are elements of this uh, this conversation. Uh, there are elements of, uh, of this topic, of this issue There's that should be discussed at home, exactly, with exactly. parents, with family members, not in not not with a teacher in with the clergy. school grounds, exactly, with the clergy. And and if and if a child has a, has a question about any any area of of sexual conduct or or anything. Take him to your doctor. Right. Sure. You know, let them clinically explain 
what what goes on, what could happen, you mm-hmm. know, the ramifications. Right. Um, you can talk about it peripherally and, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that because, you know, hey. Well, that was the thing. That, you know, when but, I was in high school, they got into, <clears throat> you know, because the big debate was, well, do you teach abstinence or do you teach, uh, you know, or yes. do you teach um, um, protected sex? Intercourse. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so again, this is, they, they just, it's, it's never all at once, especially with liberal policy. It's always been incremental. It seems like as time goes and the liberals kind of seep in, in more, it gets to be a broader topic. Yeah. You know, introduce a little here, a little there. You know, then it becomes commonplace. Oh, well, we've had this in the school for, yeah. for forever. Well, like you the know. drag queens, you know, exactly. reading to elementary school children. Re- you know. re- reading to kindergartners. Yeah, go and try to explain that to, you know, to a six-year-old. saying, gee, you're pretty, you know. What do they know? <laughs> I know that we need to be able to spend more time on things that are actually educational for the children, not just discussing besides the two, the two genders, but the other 4,700 genders that have now been assigned to the school curriculum. So I, I'm, I'm very glad that we had this larger conversation about sex ed <laughs> and in Florida politics, but other things that were discussed for the end of session was a, a session on solar. Um, the sole win was Ron DeSantis. Uh, this is from Hector. Thinks about it. Think about it. No breakout stars from either chambers. Nobody. No. Um, no one brought up with their brand because of what was session was the purpose of. Um, Ron DeSantis is definitely the winner of that. The budget that expected to come out of session was 112 billion. That's a huge. That's huge for the state with low taxes. Um, so a lot of things did pretty well when it came to the session coming out of it. So I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy about what happened. Also, the last minute pocket veto that came out with the the governor uh, about the congressional districts for Hillsborough County yes. and Jacksonville area. So. It's it was pretty pretty intense what happened at the end of session. So I'm 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 glad to see what happened. I'm not crazy that they spend a few more days. I don't really care that they spend a few more days. I mean we've had no. sessions where they've gone weeks they've gone, oh, yes. and it, it just becomes Way a nightmare. Over. So it, it's good that everyone gets to come back home and they get to <coughs> pretend that they actually do something important. I just wished he would sign the redistricting, get it off his desk, so these candidates can finally file. And, and, you know, start their campaigns. Well, a lot of these candidates come to you to kiss the ring. Isn't that <laughs> what I, I, that's, that's what I hear. Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, no, I mean. We only do that in private. To an extent. There's a whole ceremony. ceremony. There's, you know. They give her the a new brooch. The, yeah, of I mean, course. It's during course. Gasparilla. Well, so. the, yeah. to an extent they do because they realize that if they are able to align themselves with you and earn your support. Um, you know, it's yeah. beyond simply being a Republican, you know, that you are going to help them in terms of finding more volunteers to, you Absolutely. know, um, you yes. know, maybe giving them a little bit more exposure, maybe communicating with them more often on where they need to be, what they need to be doing. And, and exposure is is three quarters of the thing. If they can oh, yeah. get them, themselves out in front of the clubs and, and as many of the grassroots as possible, yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's all works. part of it. Yes. I, I think people forget how... I, I don't want to say it's simple, but it really is that simple. Your job it as is. a candidate is to go out and meet the people. It is. Go to those groups, go to those meetings, go to the events. So it when is. a candidate comes to me and is like, oh, I don't know where to go. There's a plethora of things. There are meetings happening every single week. There are events. There are exactly. even non-political events that you should be going to and attending just so that yes. you're there. And then don't, this is, and we've talked about this, the biggest pet peeve. You only show up when you're running. Yes. 
That is a huge pet peeve for a lot and, of people. And that is, yeah, at the REC meetings, they only show up when they're running. Well, nowadays, and because of the of REC, none of them, they don't show up at all. Now, why would they? I mean, the candidates show up because they don't know any better. <laughs> well, when you're given four minutes to speak. Well, and even still, you know, they don't they, realize they, how toxic the and room like is. How much, yeah. how much work can that room actually do now? I mean, we could do a whole exactly. show on just the REC, but I Honey, want to run. Three shows See, on this is the thing. <laughs> I want to run this bus over a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I will be well, in the front row with Well, Terry. for those listening, the REC is the Republican Executive Committee, which is essentially the county representation of the Republican Party. The dumpster fire of Hillsborough County. Yeah. Which apparently, well, I'm not. Okay. I'm well, not I mean, gonna... when you came up Wait, with three. You're not a member yet. You got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But when you came up with three consecutive losing election cycles. Mm, no, that's all fake news, according to the chairman. I mean. We've been a blue county our entire lives. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me you guys have drank the Kool-Aid, please. What I'm do you think we're, What are you literally <laughs> no, thinking he's drinking right now? We're just teeing it up for you, Terry. We're just teeing it up for you. No, I tell you, that it, it, it's just amazing to me that they never read the fine print on what their job description was. <sighs> All right, real quick, um, on, the, uh, on, the, on the Florida legislature's um, uh, wrapping up today, uh, this is from the Florida House Majority, um, of course, the Republican Party. This, these are the bullet points they put out today in terms of uh, what they're celebrating in uh, this year's balanced budget. Um, budgeted reserves uh, are up to $8.9 billion. Good job, boys. Uh, which is great. Uh, it's 22.8% uh, of the general revenue estimate. Uh, $1 billion to address inflation. That's the gas tax that we're going to see in October, yeah. uh, which I thought very smartly. So they they're, they're, they've postponed it to October. Um, they said so that more Floridians versus tourists could benefit from the gas tax. Exactly. And so I guess statistically October, I guess, is kind of the dead month. To, you know, in regards yeah. to tourism. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm just 20 minutes you know. to get to Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, but really, we have uh, a. You're not, you're not stuck in the, in the, in the roundabout in Clearwater? Exactly. Uh, every time, every time that bridge goes up. Uh, 170 million to improve Florida's cybersecurity. You know, I mean, that's a real issue. Russians. It's, uh, <laughs> the Russians. <laughs> All right, let's see. Nursing, I like this one. Nursing recruitment to address staffing shortages, 125 million. Good. Now, some of that, of course, I, I, I also put at the at the feet of the hospitals and yes. uh, medical organizations that fired nurses mm -hmm. because they, they refused to get the max the, the, the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, but nationally, there have been thousands of nurses that have been fired. Exactly. So, nurses, please come to Florida. Um, just like a lot of police officers have been moving to Florida too. Exactly. Which is great because we're we're getting there best and brightest right exactly um let's see most ever k through 12 this uh this one appeals to the audience oh, here majority of the audience to the in peanut the gallery yeah. uh most mm. ever k through 12 student funding at eight thousand one hundred and forty two dollars and eighty five cents per pupil oh, wow. oh, oh wait not not to the teachers then okay no that, that's for the, the wow. people oh, okay never mind although raises for state workers i don't know if that includes <laughs> teachers or not but some days it doesn't <laughs> raises for state workers 664 million um this one's an interesting one 74 million to address the fatherhood crisis what? Yeah, that's uh, that that we're gonna have to kind of look into a little that bit more and kind of deconstruct that one. Well, it's not only progressive, but how does money really solve that problem? It uh, I was just um, gonna think how how did they? It just makes them more. Yeah, big brother, big sister. Uh, big there's a brother, lot of ways. Yeah. 
you know, there's a lot of way. I mean, I mean, you're talking about, okay, you know, you've got those that, especially minority communities where, where fathers do become incarcerated. Um, and then you have yeah. others where maybe there's programs to try to keep families together, you know, and try to reduce the divorce rate. You know, you know there's and that. you don't mind if it's used for, for something like that. Yeah. Like the government. But nine times out of yeah, ten. But again, the government's just not good at that sort of no, thing. No, they're not yeah, good no. at that sort of thing. Uh, Hector is saying that one of the big things that was not discussed was the resolution this time we were on was property insurance. It's become oh, yeah. a really big issue. And I think nothing exactly. came, came. A lot of insurers the, have been pulling out of the state. The No one has. Mm-hmm. Rec- no, I think there was no additional uh, discussion about Seaside, the condo that, that collapsed in the Miami, the South Florida. Yeah, down area. in Miami. And yeah. so I, no, I don't think anything has come up from that either. So I'm a little surprised. Well, the problem is, is this, okay, with that kind of issue, we get into the. The, the situation where they want to do something so they can just seem like they did yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. When in reality, that building was so old um, that, uh, again, I don't think that there were any, there, there's nothing they could have done differently to prevent that from having happened. Yeah. No. Um, you know, that building knew, they knew, they knew that they had these structural problems. Oh, they were, I see. they well. were already starting to address some of these structural problems. Um, oh their problem goodness. was the funding mm-hmm. to actually put towards these structural problems. Actually get the job. You know, sure. And, right. and, and, you know, I have a little bit of experience when it comes to condominium associations and, <clears throat> and again, those condominium associations are largely made up of people who are not qualified to make the decisions that no, they make. They're um, no, they're not. <laughs> they don't. They don't realize. Uh, they they don't know how to manage the finances. You know, for that large of an organization, because you know these, especially uh, in condos, it's millions of dollars a year. Your your average association is just your ad hoc citizens. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, and I'm not a structural engineer. Sure. Right. Somebody exactly. can tell me this is, you know, built by built by code and I'd say, oh, okay. Well, and oftentimes yeah. they're basically they're budgeting to whatever the next problem is. Exactly. Yeah, and and they're not really setting aside reserves for these major structural issues. I think that might need to be the bigger conversation is that these associations need to be required under law to put money into the reserves. Because I, again, that's a good. We point. know people that are dealing with their associations right now that we know that there's nothing in the reserve. Right. Nothing yeah. after 30 years mm-hmm. of people that we've been in, uh, in that building. Mm-hmm. There's still nothing. Right. And that is something that I think by law there needs to be some kind of. Um, bill and that might be a larger conversation that we have with the some sort of a financial auditing yes. type of situation. Especially yeah. if you've got buildings that were not built according to the latest code. Oh yeah, I mean the stuff that you we're know, di- that were built in the seventies and exactly. are nowhere near compared to where they are no. in code right now. Now again, here three hundred and sixty-three million. This is this is maybe in my opinion possibly the biggest boondoggle. Uh, because there's only really so much you can do about affordable housing, but $363 million uh, to put towards affordable housing programs. But what does that mean? Are they going to build you know, housing or are they the just going to well, give I, someone a check? That's the problem. I mean, to an extent, they dole this money out. It's kind of like the federal government. <laughs> they just they, they hand the county a check and say, here's your affordable housing money. And right. I'm sure there's some parameters that they have to meet. Uh, but again, you know, some of these just, some of these affordable housing projects are are just as poorly run, if not worse, correct. off yes. you know than than some of the most terrible slums you've seen anywhere. We need more housing in Hillsborough County alone. We need more housing. Yeah, the and problem has been the cities yeah. and the counties restricting exactly. how much the builders can can build. Yeah, 
I don't know, and especially if, in, 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 when it comes to downtown Tampa, that downtown core, why aren't you allowing them to build as high as possible? Because yeah. they're, they're, I, from what I understand, there isn't a pathway over downtown at the moment when it comes to the airport. Really? I know they go around the port to get to uh, the night airport, and uh-huh. then there's the, the, the base goes through the water as well. But I don't know why they're not allowing them to go as high as possible so that we're able to have more, yeah. more affordable housing. It's just, or require these massive con- uh, construction facil- sites to offer 5%, 10% for affordable housing. Well, right? and then again, the, the, exactly. these Democrats that have been elected, you know, Bob, Bob Buckhorn, now Jane Castor, you know, c- came in, raised hundreds, uh, if not thousands, mm-hmm. of affordable housing projects mm-hmm. with no actual plan to replace them. Exactly. What? Are you telling me Project Village? I mean, all the other ones that were I'm raised? Shocked. shocked. Absolutely yeah. shocked. Well, and again, and they've been empty they, for years. Yeah, and if they're not the perfect example at how the government really doesn't do anything very well, no. I mean, they mm-hmm. let them fall into disrepair. They let them fall into these horrible living conditions. And they don't go in to repair or refurbish. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got to tear it down, start all over. Right, yeah. We, we need a brand new... Mm-hmm. New housing section. So right. 20 years from yeah. now, when those people that used to, oh, but we'll Absolutely. bring them back. We'll bring everyone back yeah. from that. when they, But yeah, it's been 15 years. No, meanwhile, what they're, moved on. And what they're doing now is they're just cashing in because they know that all that land close mm-hmm. to the river is incredibly valuable now. Of course. Oh, it's, it's, it, if there is not a scandal, and there's already one, so we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But if there is not a scandal in a few years about how quickly that stuff got moved, the apartments across the street from the, from mm-hmm. UT, and from uh, Tampa Prep, yep, that area, that neighborhood, which is low low income, is getting updated and purchased very quickly. A so lot, a lot of the areas, a are, lot of the are, are yes. places across from. Um, well, and again, the Blake. city is doing nothing to replace that housing. No. No. And and so what happens is those people that end up having to move for further out into more rural parts of the district That's of right. the of the county. And causes other problems. Because, again, that was a community. The community was able to police, kind of police itself, kind of put itself in check. You were able to leave your kids with grandma because she lived down the street. Now you don't have that anymore. Again, these communities were there for years. And instead of demolishing one rebuilding, demolishing another Mm -hmm. rebuilding, they take the entire 30 blocks and tear it all down. And they don't give anything for the people. There's no program in place to encourage or facilitate that these people eventually move into a, a home that they can purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they should take a percentage yes. of whatever these people are paying towards this affordable housing and saying, we're going to put this aside for you into an escrow account so yes. that you can have, you know, a 10%, make it a 20% mm-hmm. deposit on a home. But guess what? At some point you're going to hit that 20% and you can go ahead and purchase a home. We, That's life changing. Have we you just know, solved Affordable housing? Oh, man. Look, there are all kind of innovative programs that you can put into place to help people move, get uh, their first home. Um, Maybe an apartment, maybe set aside. Oh, no, there's tons of like loans, you know, zero, you know, zero percent interest loans for first time home buyers and things like that. You know, but again, there's the the problem is, is that in most of these communities, it's a lack of financial literacy. It is. And it's a lack of of planning on the, uh, let's just say, council's part, the government's part Mm -hmm. for trying to having someone that can come up with some kind of innovative programs to help those that, that can't afford what a brand new one bedroom apartment now is what? $1,600. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 Easy. Yeah. Depending on part of town, but sure. Yeah. You know, I couldn't afford that now. Right. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, my, yeah. I mean, and you look at, at, at where some of these like newer projects is. Exactly. I mean, you look at these apartments that are right, literally butting right up against I-4, mm-hmm. you know, in Ebor City. Okay, which exactly. is still, I mean, exactly. love hanging out in Ebor, but still not no. the, not the not nicest th- part of town. Exactly. You know, and, and those one bedrooms are going for $2,000. Oh, my gosh. But yet. We was it but? Hector made this very clear. Julie B. Lane used to be an entire neighborhood of of apartment buildings. The park? Yeah, where the park oh, is. Oh, I'm now. sure it is. And again, that's what people forget. It's been yeah. so exactly. long. And the government loves doing that. And again, I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, but I'm saying this is the ramification for poor planning. If you are not if you're not gonna build as you're developing, then I don't know what the purpose is. And I get it. It costs more, but you're the government. That's the purpose of it. Right. The goal is not to destroy neighborhoods. Urban development. But you're perfectly fine destroying 275 North to exactly. recombine Seminole Heights if without the highway. Are you crazy? Oh, that's such a ludicrous don't idea. Don't get me started with oh this. My don't gosh. get me started. <laughs> Put it in a bike lane on MLK <laughs> going to going to St. Joe's Hospital. Have you lost your uh, mind? I go ridiculous. through the every single angle every single day <laughs> thank you madam producer well and they're that, thinking uh, of getting rid of a lane both ways adding a middle lane and bike lanes and i get yelled at because i don't know what i'm talking about what? you're gonna do that in, an, in, a, in a business day one house on that side of not the only river. that nobody's using these bike lanes no, no. <laughs> nobody uses the, the pinellas trail yeah you drive uh, you drive miles down the sun coast it's pretty there's nobody there. right it's pretty you know I mean, it's a big fence. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was money in somebody's pocket. I can oh, show you. Yeah. I'm telling you, someone got paid allegedly. Yeah, but and, you know, and 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 again, to top it off, you know, as we kind of move into our next topic, you know, one of the we, dumbest. We one more topic. I think one of the wow. dumbest decisions that that the city council has made is reinstituting paid parking in oh. Newport City. Oh my God! I mean, just as today. Yeah, it starts today, and and it, it's and so there's no longer two hour free parking in Ebor City. Just as Ebor is starting to kind of Just find itself back. again, I know, come and back. come back with and all these amazing restaurants. You hear the and, excuse? They're like, "Oh, we want people to have a chance to get parking. This will alleviate parking." That's forty parking spots of the thousand parking spots that are available right. in Ebor City, and you're upset with forty parking. If spots? you were kicking exactly. people out of there every two hours, then there's still plenty of parking. Ain't no one doing anything like that. I haven't seen and one what car th- ever towed. And what are the parking garages for? I never seen. Then what are those parking garages on the bookends for? Exactly. On one bookend. Oh, well, that's true. It's on one end. If they were to build, and that's the thing, if they would organize themselves and build another parking garage on the other side of Ebor City yeah. by the Columbia, mm-hmm. right? Then it might be something else. But they ain't gonna do that. No, they won't even put lights down that street. I mean, you want to talk about scary? You know, go past twenty oh. first and twenty second. I've I've never. <laughs> That's true. I don't know that I've ever gone past 21st and 22nd. I, I stop at the Columbia. I might do yeah. a UE. Right. Uh-huh. in the Columbia. Uh-huh. But I don't think I've ever done we, the Columbia. We were looking for a building to buy when we had our business. Mm-hmm. And we looked at a couple in Ybor City. They said, oh, this is the place to be. You know. Yeah. Re- renovate these. <laughs> yeah. Renovate. I've said for the past 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Renovate. I mean, that was a matter of tearing down starting again. I mean, these right. buildings, No. It just just would not. Well, and that's where at all. you know. As a side note, I mean, I think you got to give a lot of credit to the Gonsmarts. 
Yes. You know, who continue to invest in Ybor City, mm-hmm. you know, and and not only, you know, obviously continue to operate the Columbia, um, but also, yes. you know, now have Casa St- Stefano, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful building, a gorgeous food. restaurant. Yeah. Um, and again, it was a building that was restored and we're seeing others follow suit. You know, and you if see, you have the money to do it, I think that's it. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. The big cigar factories there. Oh, yeah. If you have the money to do that and restore part of the history of right. that area. I think that's wonderful. What's but crazy is that Oliva, the Oliva one that's all yes. white, gorgeous job they did on mm-hmm. on fixing that. Oh, yeah. But have you seen the prices to live there? <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> expensive. I have a cousin that actually lives there. And uh, Lewis. Yeah, and yep. it's amazing Shout what out to they've Lewis done out there. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, what people are forgetting is that we are going to be in walking distance to a baseball park. So I'm perfectly happy what's about to happen in Ybor oh, City and the go. corruption yeah. that seems there. Yes, exactly. Madam Producer, I will be wrapping this up, even though yeah. I have one more thing. So we could talk about no, it again. Okay. Anibal wants a little trolley to come and ding, ding, ding right in front of his house. <laughs> uh, one more pick th- him up and take uh, him Yes, here. if yeah. I'm paying for mass transit, I want to stop at the end <laughs> of the Anibal thinks he's Mr. Rogers over here. They won't even give me a sign. They won't even give me a street sign. I have to beg for that street sign. They haven't even put it in yet. Yeah, and he was like Mr. Mr. Rogers over here. He's like, ding, 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 ding. you know, right? If right, you're not going to pay for my gas, you better get me a trolley stop. <laughs> I want a trolley stop from my area to the to the new baseball field. All right, as we've uh, brought our show to uh, our most local topic uh, of the day, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into that as big news came out this week. Um, and uh, well, not this week, sorry, end of last week, because again, the, that's how they like to bury these stories. A uh, longtime Tampa City Councilman slash politician um, slash businessman John Dingfelder is uh, retiring or resigning. Sorry. Yeah, he wishes he were retiring (laughs) uh, right about now. Uh, I mean, the guy's always, you know, I've, you know, I have a very good sixth sense about people and he's always kind of, I've always kind of kept my distance and I've just never felt comfortable around him. Um, you know, always just kind of came off as the wrong type of person to have an office. I didn't know I spoke English. Like that's how I felt. I wouldn't be surprised. The few times I read, honestly, I just, I, I've seen him. I've yeah. known him. I've interacted. I don't think he knew I knew Was, was his Ola a little too enthusiastic? <sighs> it, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, too hard. I mean, this is someone who had served in office before, got run out of office previously. Yes. Yes. Um, And then, you know, just like this ding of coronavirus just wouldn't go away. (laughs) And yeah, it keeps coming back. And, uh, and again, uh, much like a certain county commissioner that Mm. we do not speak of, Mm. you know, Mm. just, you know, finally it all caught up with him and uh, decided to (laughs) resign (laughs) as, uh, you know, as he should in this situation. I mean, you know, we, where it's not it's not 30 years ago anymore they no, can't, it's they, not. they they can't get away with this kind of stuff that they used to get away with there's too much no. transparency there's too much information out there there's too much access to this information exactly if, if Tampa was a small city 10 30 years ago it is even smaller now with everyone knowing everyone everyone having connections sure. TVs everything else you can't get into a scuffle Outside exactly. of, of city Tampa exactly. chambers, and not expect for there to be a lawsuit or a conversation about and that why, can't happen anymore. Why do they still think that they can do the things that they want to do and get away? Because with they it? think Tampa's Nobody's a small town, going to notice. and the smaller it gets, the worse it gets. Because people really think they can get away with these it's, kind of things. It's amazing to me that they, you know, they still persist in doing the same old things. Oh, that, but 
Nobody's gonna know. No one's gonna know. No, 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 gonna no know. nobody's gonna know. What? I use the I use my wife's email. No one's gonna know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, everything's it. in my it's wife's exa- name. Who that's cares? Exactly what happened. Well, everything is in my wife's name. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. I, I learned from the best. Everything is in my name too. I learned from the best, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. I for mean, my that. husband's a retired captain in the Marine Corps, but I'm the commander in chief. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, love it. And this is why I sit next to Terry at the HRC meetings. I always outranked. <laughs> you're the you're a colonel standing up there, but I'm a commander in chief. Love it. No, um, so yeah, you can't get I'm glad into. He's not watching. <laughs> Even right? if he were, he wasn't. He wouldn't say anything. No, like no, like our governor, he fell asleep about two hours. Like our like our president, president. No, he like fell asleep a few hours. Chairman. I'm sorry. No, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bloody well, DeSantis. Real quick, so let's jump into the the, the actual story. We uh, found it first over here at FloridaPolitics.com. Uh, shout out to Peter Sorsch uh, for his team covering this. Um, so John Dingfelder resigning from Tampa City Council, um, actually uh, acknowledging that it was first reported by the Tampa Bay Business Journal, uh, which uh, paywall, uh, you guys, uh, not, not happy about that. Oh, I cannot stand that paywall. Look, I love Ian. Uh, he's an amazing uh, publisher. But, you gotta make um, money. I get it. You yeah. gotta make money. Uh, resignation was part of a settlement reached Friday between Dinkfelder and Stephen Michelini, a local development consultant, in response to a public records lawsuit. As, again, transparency mm-hmm. and access to information. Mm-hmm. As part of the settlement, Dinkfelder also wrote a letter of apology to Michelini. Florida Politics was sent a copy. The, um, the lawsuit was always about holding someone accountable, um, even though Michelini's lawyer said. That's it, plain and simple. He's been through a lot, and we're thankful that Mr. Dinkfelder finally did the right thing by apologizing and stepping aside as a public official. Um, basically, uh, what happened was last October, there had been another lawsuit filed against Dinkfelder accusing the council member of intimidation and improper communication of, pub- of public information according to documents filed in Hillsborough County Court. Uh, in the filing, Michelini accused Dinkfelder of using his wife's email account to conduct public big business, uh, big mm-hmm. no-no, mm-hmm. and intimidating Michelini when he made public requests for those emails. Um, uh, you know, it, it goes into, again, everybody else who's involved here. Um, but, again, this is a guy who, who the, the, the time has passed him. You know, uh, this was the time before the sunshine laws. Mm -hmm. This was before, again, you could have, you know, multiple email addresses as a way of communication. Mm -hmm. This was this was the worst kind of uh, person that, you know, you know, we always spoke of, you know, back in the days having the backroom deals, Mm -hmm. you know, in the smoke filled rooms and those kind of things. Um, People like him need to go. And there's plenty more of them. Um, and, and, and generationally, we just need to move on from these guys. Uh, We're just, we're just not, we're just, the city of Tampa has, has always been one of the hardest. And, and when we had our business trying to sell to the city of Tampa was a nightmare. Just, just breaking in, you know, the, the minutia that you had to go through and then, all for nothing mm-hmm. because they have their own little cadre yeah. that they're, you know, 
Because they are, they are, and again, it's still happening today. I won't, yes. I, I won't name names because I don't have the evidence in front of me, but it happens still. People are getting certain contracts. People are getting certain preferences. Exactly. Things are still happening, and it, it's becoming frustrating to a lot of people. And yes. that just needs to that needs to stop. And if these, and that's the bigger problem with this is that the sun the sunshine laws were going to show a bigger exactly. issue when it came exactly. to development, when it came to South Tampa developments. And until people understand that we need more housing. I'm not asking for a, a 30 story tower in the middle of South Tampa, South of Gandhi. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for if we're going to, if there's a large piece of land and we need to develop, let's develop properly and smartly. Don't just kill it. And then we just sit on empty land for the next 20 years. It just yes. it causes such a big problem and people don't like that. And now with all these new people moving into the city, they have no idea what's going on. They I, probably I won't even imagine. vote. That it's just, it's just becoming more and more of an issue because then the circle becomes smaller and smaller because these people aren't paying attention. They're going to meet, no. they're going to the, the meat packed factories, <laughs> all these other places to go party and have a good time in Soho. Exactly. And they don't care about what's really the minutiae they don't go to their HOAs. They don't go to their association right. meetings. But you'll know that we've yeah. truly turned the page as a city and as a county when we get this kind of old batch of elected officials out the door. Mm -hmm. Out the door, You yes. know, because, again, these guys have been in there and they play the carousel game. You yes. know, um, you know, I'm hearing about Charles, you know, Charlie Miranda. Look, everybody loves Charlie. I get it. Okay. But the guy's been in, in there way too long. Yeah. Way too long. <coughs> Charlie, Charlie and Dingfeller have been... In some form of city government since I've been here. This that's, that's 40 I think this years. is his second time yes. on the city council or, or, or maybe third time on the city council because he was in there in the 90s exactly. and then in the early 2000s and now again in the, tw in the yes. 20s. So it's it's They, they it's were both sickening. prominent names when I first yes. got here. Right. And they still are. Well, that was the thing. Like when I remember when I first moved here and then, you know, started finally kind of getting a grasp of who's mm -hmm. who, you know, in, in politically. Yes. And I remember it was time for <clears throat> the mayoral elections and three of the four candidates had already been mayor. And I'm like, really? Exactly. I was like, is exactly. this the best that Tampa has to offer? <laughs> yes. You know, and <clears throat> I mean, we got Buckhorn and. You know, he was what he was. I mean, you know, but at least it was a new face, you know, and at least, you know, some new ideas and a new perspective, um, you know, because, again, how can you move forward with the same old exactly. names just kind of recycled year after year? City, the Tampa city politics is just a whole nother beast onto itself. They don't even have elections during in November. They have elections in March. It causes a huge issue. Uh, but that's intentional. And, oh, of course, it's intentional. And that's the point. Everyone's already exhausted about and it, it's not even a presidential election cycle. It's a midterm presidential. And that's because they know that what, because if you hold it out of sync with the other elections, you know, you're going to get the old Tampa people to exactly. come out and vote for. Exactly. for I think there's one exactly. or two seats that you only need like 20,000 votes and you become right. a city council member. Guido. And so, yeah. again, there's, again, yeah. well, what's disappointing, actually, it. now that you mentioned, you know, Guido and I'll throw out Citro, uh, Joe Citro, you know, and, you know, is that these guys. We knew where, the, where they came from. We mm -hmm. knew that, you know, they these guys were Republican. It's no secret. That's you know? true. And then all of a sudden, they just go, like, almost. Way. Com yeah, it's like they're trying to overcompensate. Exactly. For the fact that they used to be Republican. They're yes. trying to earn their credentials like as, as Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'm sorry. I was a Republican, but I'm 
not anymore. Oh, that's that's what I you hated know. about Strass. Strass just always apologized for being exactly. a Republican. He Don't did. apologize. Just just be who you are. No one's going to care. You're going to lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. Because you don't hear the Dems apologizing. Never. They never apologize. Mm-mm. Now, what I am excited about, and uh, I don't think I need to keep it a secret, but, um, you know, D.C. Gatufus, mm-hmm. who ran for yeah. property appraiser, almost won, really. Almost won. You know, for kind of uh, race that nobody was paying attention to. And, and nobody knew his name nobody, prior to you know, filing. I mean, he's been in the community yeah. for a long time, yeah. but but he's not. He what? He's much. I think he's much more well known now than he was. Then. Correct. Uh, he he, he's much more active in the community. He's much more visible. Yes. He um, stayed active. Yes. even when he lost. When, That's right. when he lost, he did. What yeah. kind of concept is that? No, look, and props to Tim, you know, Tim Northcutt, you know, who's yeah. been kind of his advisor yeah. through all of this. And and I remember telling them, oh, it's that stupid uh, alarm again. Um, <laughs> hold on. Now, D- D.C. has been around to more functions and more things, the same as he did when he was running for office. Yeah. Yes. And, and to his credit, it has paid off because, again, his visibility. And yes. he's a, such a likable guy. He's a very, you know? he's, very, you know, very and, nice gentleman. And his heart's in the right place. You know, this is yes. the city. This is the city where he's, he's born and raised, I believe, where he has, at least has yes. been raised. And, um, and I think he, he is. I, I think he is. And yeah. he has such a passion for the community and for the city. And, you know, he, he wants to do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, I mean, I think he can, I can think he could walk into this seat uh, very easily. It just I, depends I, I what, mean, what they're going to do. Because if I think what's going to happen what? is the, <laughs> I'm reading the comments. Um, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is they're going to, they're going to pick who their replacement, the replacement's going to be. And then that person will be on the ballot in March. Do they pick who the replacement yes, they is have or to have vote. to have a special election? No, they're going to vote on who, because it's, it's less than I a year. See. Out. Okay. So they're going to vote who's going to get in for that seventh seat. And then they're, that person will be on. They're a placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. Normally they say they're not going to run and they always run. Oh, so they always that's run. something that people need to keep, be aware of. Yeah. Also, this turns a, a, a seven seat, a city council to a six seat. And we have the vote for the uh, Tampa police head coming up. And that's going to be yes, voted on a six. That's going to be right. huge. So that's going to be. I think that might that's be that's problematic because they're, they're people are not very happy with uh, the who the mayor's chosen. Well, you can't assault a police officer and then expect to be the head of the police department. <laughs> I mean, I'm well, I'm not why a scientist. Such a controversial look, pick? if I'm look, <laughs> I haven't looked into all the nuts and bolts of this. Well, she's a woman. Okay, huh. you know, but if I'm going to trust anybody, and, and look, and, and and I'm putting my 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 personal politics aside here, if I'm going to trust anybody with picking who the best person to run the Tampa Police Department is, it's the it's former chief the former of the Tampa chief. Police yep. Department. That's I I can't well, disagree with that she, logic. Maybe she sees something that you and know, she the ran. Don't I mean? I, and, I don't know. And to Jane's credit, she ran the police department very well, and she was very well liked too. Wasn't she also? Didn't the FBI go after them for the? The bike frisking or something like that. Yes, they yeah, did. it was the bike policy. It's the bad bike. policy, but yeah. that's that but again, that's not. The, but the police department doesn't make policy. No, you know what I mean. And so again, you know, it depends on where that policy originated from. Again, I agree. With, I agree with your premise that on face value, I would expect someone that has run the department to be able to pick someone to be able to replace that person that they're looking. If for. she had been a terrible police chief. 
then exactly. yeah, then yeah, yeah obviously I'm not. I'm, then you I wouldn't. To, you have to give her credit for that because, and she was. She was very well liked. She was a good chief. Yeah. So maybe maybe there's a lot that she knows that the common common layman doesn't. I don't know. Oh, so but, quick quick uh, information. Dinkfelder is the person who got the no prayer passed before a council meeting. Oh, wow. Oh, he got that no. done. Uh, some other people are saying, uh, uh, Hector puts it this way. Tampa is a city of 300,000 who operate like a city of 30,000, <laughs> projecting the maturity sure. of a 3 million. No, it is. It <laughs> does a operate good one, that way. I mean, I tell people all the time, if you move here and you do your diligence and getting around to all the different community organizations mm-hmm. and meetings and events and things like that, you'll know everybody you need to know in about a year, mm-hmm. maybe two. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, also, so real quick, uh, Her- Chase Harrison um, set the record straight that Justice Department cleared DPD from any illegal and Ill- illegal actions from the bike stops. So, okay. Yeah. That clears that up. Thank, Thank you, Chase. Chase. Yeah, look shockingly, at, bikes have rules too. <laughs> Allegedly, they're never yeah. on the road. Or I'm having to dodge and weave and ramble. Oh gosh. I can't even. I'm not going to have All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. It's been One a fun show, thing. as expected. Um, thank you again to uh, that uh, annoying gentleman over there. That would be Anibal <laughs> David Cabrera, our lovely uh, guest uh, for today, and certainly not the last time she'll be on the show, that's for sure, because we've loved having her on today. We appreciate you, you making the trek outside of Carol Wood for I us. Know. <laughs> this, is like, this is like, I, I felt like I crossed three states to get out of here. <laughs> Girl, when we cross you know? a bridge, we feel like we're to another state. It's like, where uh, is this damn place? Oh, my you know? gosh. Honestly, I, was, I, I did not expect you to be by yourself. To be honest, I knew she was going to have someone I, with I'm her. I'm scared to get, get, get lost going home. You know? Where did Tara go? Well, she went to, to Ebor, and she's having a good time right now at Bradley's. <laughs> well, I remember driving, you know, when I lived in Clearwater, and I had to come out to Brandon for something the radio station I was working for was doing. Yeah. And I get past Ebor, which I was familiar to going to, to yeah. going to. And then all of a sudden I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> I was like, where, where is this Brandon place? I was like, I felt like I was already like way out of the County. I thought I was like halfway to Orlando. Exactly. It's all, like I said, I've, I've crossed three state lines. You know? And it's easier to get here now than it was back then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Go, 60th Alamo. I, sometimes you're like, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> No, I, I see the skyline. I just don't know where I'm going. <laughs> he was trying to get back into the city. I oh feel like man. get back into the city. Well, yeah. it was worth the drive, and Aww. I thank you very much. I've had a, yeah, a this tremendous is a blast. time. Thank you. Well, and for those of you watching the show or listening to the show and uh, would like to hear more of Terry and the gang, uh, we're going to be uh, hopefully doing a live show or maybe a recorded yes. show at the very least uh, from the upcoming luncheon featuring uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody. That's going to be an amazing fundraiser uh, yes, supporting her uh, uh, re-election campaign April 8th with the Florida Federation of Republican Women. Uh, again, for more information on that, you can look up the Florida Federation of Republican Women uh, on Facebook or you can just message us through yes. any of our social media platforms and we'll make sure we connect you with Terry. And trust me, if we give you information to Terry, she will follow she up. She will follow up. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you, gentlemen. Yeah, so on behalf of Anibal David Cabrera and Terry Castro, I'm Johnny Torres. Thank you so much everybody for, so, for watching. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Oh, gosh. I'll see you next week, Monday night, 7 o'clock. 15 days into the the Ukraine fight. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs)